0: If you're anything like me, you're over not knowing who you're following. You want to know who people actually are, not just what they do. When's the last time you had real talk with No Filter? This is a weekly podcast where I talk to some cool people, not because of what they do, but because they're dope as fuck. This is Christina Bray, also known as Christmas, and you are listening to The Art of Conversation.
1: Hey folks, quick message from the producer. This episode was recorded in front of a live audience, so you'll feel like you're actually there with crowd participation and all of that. Stay up on future shows by following Artic Convo on Instagram. Join the conversation.
0: Welcome everyone to the Art of Conversation. I'm very excited and blessed to be sitting next to a legend, a living legend, April Walker. Um, so before we get into the book, I just want to let everyone know how we met. Right, right. It was crazy. Was it like two years ago? I think it was like
2: two summers ago. Two years
0: now. Um, I was at the Brooklyn Museum, and there was like, um, was it a hip hop sneaker exhibit or something like that? It was the
2: rise of the sneaker culture, and it was uh, a female panel, right? Right. Soul Sisters Revolution. Yes. And you were there with your son, right? And it
0: was crazy because my son just finished, like, really shocking me. And if you have children, you know, like, kids sometimes do shit. And it's like, wait, where did you get that from? And I always thought he was, like, a little bit shy. And they had, like, a breakdancing little, like, activity downstairs. And they were trying to get, like, kids to come up and volunteer at first. So I'm, like, looking around to see what kid is going to volunteer, and I'm turning around. And next thing I know, Justin is literally doing, like, a handstand right. <laughs> in front of, like, 300 people just break dancing. So I was, like, feeling really good, and I took him upstairs to go to the bathroom, right. and I saw your hair. Oh, wow. That's what it was. And remember, I was like, oh, your hair's really dope. Uh-huh. And then you were like... I think you're really dope. Right, right, And then we just we like started, started following each other on Instagram, and um, that is just a testament of like how starting a conversation can really lead to like you never know who you're talking that to. You don't
2: know. Right. Exactly.
0: I feel like sometimes when you meet people um, and you know who they are or like what they do first, mm-hmm. it kind of like right. puts a filter over like what kind of relationship you're gonna have. But when you make those like genuine connections, that might happen like in a bathroom. It's true. You never know it, what's it gonna happen. It was
2: crazy. What you don't know is, so that day, it was like, it was all those women. Some of them were in the bathroom. Yeah. But it was our first time coming together for a panel like that. So sometimes there can be a lot of egos attached and stuff. You, You were also a great diffuser for that moment. Oh, really? And you didn't even know. Because so you guys had just, just met. Like, we had all just met. So it was, it. was everyone was really nice, but it was just that awkward thing, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, everybody coming kind of had big resumes and stuff, and everybody's trying to, like, walk on eggshells. And here you are, this bright light with energy and just, like, whatever. And it just was cool. It was, like, cool. And I was like, she said something about my hair, like you said, and I'm like... Look at your swag, you're fly, you know. So we just
0: connected. <laughs> right, thank you. And shout out to i um, women who go gray and let themselves stay gray. How old were you when you went gray?
2: I started about three. I must say about three years ago because I started the same year Fresh Dress. They filmed me for that movie Fresh Dress, and okay. that was about three years ago. And I just, you know, I was dying it before that. I dyed my hair all my life, many different colors, and um, I just, I just was losing the fight. Dying it right. It would just be like I would die it And then two days later Pyong! You have Grays coming up And I was like You know what I'm just gonna be fearless And rock out
0: Cause I'm 29 And I've been getting Grays since like 22 uh-huh. or 23 uh-huh. And they like come You know they come and go And since I have short hair I don't really see it as much uh-huh. But like When I go gray I'm just going gray you Like I don't have waist. time because if you would have had your hair dyed, I would have just kept it moving. Like, oh, right, just, just another black hair lady in the bathroom. I don't have time for this. I'm oh, out.
2: Okay, I got to keep it discolored.
0: Exactly. So, um, yeah, I, I read your book, and it's so inspirational. And I think it's one thing. Everyone is selling self-help books. Like, I, I feel like that's the thing to do, you right. know, because people need help.
2: A lot of people. And there's
0: a lot of people who know that people need help, so they might not necessarily be living it. They're writing it because that's what's selling. But right. because I know you... And I know what you do. I know that these words like come from experience. So, can you like just tell me a little bit about like what does it feel like to be a living legend? Like you've been in the game for 30 years, you know, and you're seeing new people pop up and do what they're doing, but you've been here. So how is that? It
2: still feels weird to hear that. You know what I mean? Because. I was talking to a young woman here Dominique earlier and I just feel like God gives us all something really special we each have it and um, it's just owning it it took me a long time to really own that Mm -hmm. like you know my seeds to plant but I think these gray hairs I've earned them so now it gives me a lot of um, a good lens to look at life So, so I don't know I just think that the one thing I have is a wealth of information and experience from everything that I've bumped, bruised, and fell, and got up and dusted off my knees and kept going, and then at the same time, there have been some wins. So I wanted to pass those jewels on um, because I could talk every day and give you something and still have something when I go to the grave. Right. So it's not for me to hoard this information and, 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 and keep it. You know, I think that it's our blessing to give it away and to share because I honestly believe that each one of us are amazing and we all have something special And in sharing that. Mm -hmm. We're empowering our communities. When we empower our communities, it circles up. We can't wait for it to circle down. It's never gonna circle down. So my bigger agenda is seeing us live the life that we imagine and really empower our communities in in the process. And in some small way, I'm hoping that this book is like a conduit for someone that's on their passion pursuit, and it speaks to them in whatever that is. So my question to you is, what
0: do you think your gift is and like if you could just go back to just being a child like everything that you were just talking about was that something that your parents kind of instilled in you because some people they're like for me i instill that in my son you could be whatever you want to be you can do whatever you want to do not just by telling him that but you know that's why i live but i'm living it so he knows but i know that for a lot of people that's not their reality when they're a child so what was your childhood like
2: my childhood was crazy (laughs) (laughs) um i grew up at a very special time. So I grew up post, um, post civil rights, which we're still dealing with today. But um, you know, in the seventies where I grew up in bed it was like the Iraq- Brooklyn. Yeah, in the house for sure. Um, it was like the Iraq war, you know, in my neighborhood. I lived on Madison between Nostrand and, and Marcy. Um, and, my father was a black panther when i was a baby so um my first year of school i went to a school called uhuru sasa i'm giving you some backdrop so you can really understand this and uh i'm going to share some slides too as we talk if that's okay for everyone listening
0: maybe i'll describe these slides that you can't see okay let's see what's the first one
2: so yeah that's me so I, so i'm a blexican and i i, I have um My mom is a Chicana, Mexican, American, and then um, there were three of us. I was the oldest of three girls, and my father is African-American and Indian, so I'm a Hans 57 girl. And so with that, growing up in the 70s in um, Bed-Stuy, and people saying, what are you, and you're trying to explain that, and they say, aren't you just Puerto Rican? Right. You know, it's very... It was so many, the light skin, the jiggy boos, the wannabes, that whole Spike Lee movie, that was very real during when I grew up, you know? And so um, it really was fight or flight mode and survival of the fittest because um, we were were poor. We just didn't know we were poor, which was great because I had so much love. Um, And it just was a time when you you knew that um, life wasn't fair if you were a certain color in your skin. But I don't think it really resonated with me until the 80s. And then I was like, in in high school, like, hmm, I don't want to work for someone else, you know, because I knew we had to create our own opportunities early on.
0: You know, you have someone in your book, his last name was, correct me if I'm saying it wrong, Route. R-O-U-T-T. route. I know. Gap, it was a Gap, bunch of T's uh-huh, in there. I'm uh-huh. like, I can't just be Ralph. Um And he was talking about the fact that, I think he was 19 years old and he was working at a bank, and he said it was a good job, he was making good money, he was really good at what he did, but he wanted to pursue his music right. career, and um, you know, he went up into the office and said, you know, I'm going to quit. So they kind of left him alone, and I think at the end of the day they set him into higher management's office, which he said he never had been to. And the man was just like, you know, you have to give us a two-weeks notice. Right. And he was like, but if you fired me, would you give me a two-weeks notice? And he was like, no, that's not how it works. Right. He was like, so then I'm not giving you a two-weeks two right. not- notice. So he left, and he said like that was his message to the universe, that I'm not coming back. And it just made me think of like a time when I was a kid. Um, my mom used to send me to my father's house every weekend, or every summer, I should say. And I just got tired of going there, like it wasn't fun. Like I didn't want to be in Connecticut, I wanted to be in Newark and you know, with my parents and with my friends. And my dad told me, Don't burn your bridges. And at a young age, I think I was 11, I'm like, is it bad if you burn a bridge that you don't ever want to walk back over? Right. You know? So every time I hear people say, like, don't burn your bridges, I'm like, but I should probably, like, burn, set this shit ablaze because I never want to see or speak to you again. It's
2: true. It's true. And that discernment at an early age is good. And I think that that's one of the things that, um, when you were asking me the question, so my father was all over the place. We went from him being a Black Panther to, becoming um, a Baha'i and um, and when I say all over the place I mean in a good way um, which What's becoming B- a Baha'i, Baha'i for people is, who it, don't it's, know? It's, it's like there's the Christian faith, faith there's Muslims, there's a lot of different things the B- Baha'i faith stems from the Persians and um, they believe in the oneness of mankind and um, they believe each one teach one and they believe that in all of the religions they just believe that it's in a successive order so that's the very um, general brushstrokes of it, but so we we went from all these different phases. But I think because of the time I grew up in my very um, fight the power moments of the '70s, and c- coming from being born in that stage, and and, and and then seeing that, and going to Uhuru Sasa my first day of school, and then them not accepting that when I went to public school, so. There were so many things that went on. I think I carried that fighting spirit. And I also think my father was in the music business from the time I was a baby. So I watched him. I was a jazz baby. So McCoy, Tyner, um, you know, everybody from jazz and Jay-Z. He worked with all different kind of artists. And I watched him literally do his own thing all the time. And from that, I think I had the courage and was very inspired to go ahead and start my own business. And your, what your story was, my, and Guy's story, my moment was I was in college and I was working at American Express and I looked around the room and there was a woman that was so fly that sat in the next, I worked in customer service and she said, Oh, if you do this, you see him, he's been here 14 years. If you see her, she's been here 22. Oh, if you do that, you could, you might be the manager. And I was like, hell no. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) That was it. I was out, dropped the mic, you know. So that was my moment.
0: And it's crazy because for everyone who is listening on the podcast, um, I'm literally like 50 feet away from my last full-time job that I walked out of almost four years ago. Yeah, I used to walk in this building every single day. And I'll never forget... um, I was in my cubicle one day and I'm like, yo, what am I doing? I think everyone, whether you're in a cubicle or whether you are, um, you talk a lot in the book about just shifting, you know, and challenging yourself and not being stuck in one place. So it's like, if I start a lemonade stand, you don't have to just right. do that. Like when you're tired of that or you feel like it's not feeding you anymore, you can go to something else. And I was just in that cubicle and I felt like I was starved. Like I wasn't happy. I wasn't fulfilled. And um, It's been a struggle for the last four years and I feel like when I say four years it sounds like four days to you because when I was reading this book I'm like yo April really has been out here out here doing it and you're still you know doing it and doing new ventures and that's really inspiring for me because it's like I'm doing the things that I'm doing now but as a creative person, that's what you do. That's what we do. You create, and then you're out with the old and in with it's the right. new. And so I think it's
2: something you're thinking about. You right? have
0: to reinvent yourself. So for me, this is like a full circle moment because there's a lot of people in that office who discourage me. Who told me that I couldn't be doing this because I couldn't invited
2: them today. I mean, I I literally
0: I burned those bridges though. Those those bridges are burned, so I have no way to contact them. Exactly. You know what? I think that for a lot of those people, I saw one of the guys. His name is William, standing outside of Penn Station not too long ago, smoking a cigarette. And when he saw me, he's like. Yo, I'm proud of you. And he's like one of those people who has been working for the company for so God know. knows how many years. So even though he was low-key hating on me right. when I was in the cubicle, you know, I think when you see someone actually Do it. crawl out of the bucket, you know, it, it's inspiring to you. Because Absolutely. Because those are prison bars. And I always talk about the cubicle because that is my experience. But your cubicle could be anything. You could be doing something creative right now, and it's not really, really feeding you, but you're doing it because your ego... Won't you let you stop. You know, me. like yeah, you want to win. You want to show people who really don't care whether or not you succeed that you can do it. You absolutely. know what I'm saying? I
2: had my moment where I had to walk away like that, so I totally understood. What was it? Was it was the pentap? It was. Okay. It was, it was another time with walk aware and it was like at the height of its perceived success, um, and it was just overwhelming. I was very stressed. Um, I had a New York at. A Las Vegas showroom, and I felt like when I got out of bed in the morning, I had 200 pound weights on me, you know, um, and I just, I had a lot, a lot of overhead, a lot of management, and when you, when I first started, I started totally to be creative. I fell in love with what I was doing, genuinely. So how and old were you when you started walk away? I was about 20. Okay. I, no, when I started walk away I was about 22 maybe twenty. But you opened your store. At, at 20 yeah.
0: So what is because I'm 29 right and I can't even fathom right now at 29 to like open a store. So how did you go about like you just woke up one day like I'm want to open a store. No
2: no no. <laughs> so I was in college still and I um, knew I wanted to do something. I wasn't sure. I was going to school for business and communications um, and at New Falls. Shout out to New Falls. And I walked into i used to hang out all the time i mean really hanging out the 80s was one of the best times to live to be hanging out for real for real. i believe you. it was from studio 54 to um, apollo amateur night that it was on. you know so i was at in harlem and i went after apollo i was with my girlfriends and they said i gotta go pick up this outfit and they took me down 125th Street, and we went to Dapper Dance. Right. And that was just like my life changed right there. I was like, this was what I was looking for. This is what I'm gonna do. You know, hip hop was on the rise. The music was banging. It was becoming commercially viable. We were already ripping up our jeans and figuring it out. But there was no clothes it was Sassoon it was Gloria Vanderbilt it was you know um Lee jeans and Levi's and stuff like that but there was nothing really that spoke to us and the clothes weren't made for us you know we had to always configure it to make it fit right Right. and stuff so um when I saw him doing it and doing his way I said we don't have anything like this in Brooklyn and that was the inspiration Right. To so start you started a business. Walking, yeah. That's how I started. And I really started on a dollar in a dream. I was I saved up that money at American Express, past the hat, and literally my store might have been I mean, it was a it was a decent size, but it was still you know, it wasn't huge. Um, it might have been maybe I wanna say like half of this size. Right. You know, and and we had a homemade sign that we made. We went to Pearl Paints mm-hmm. and we wrote fashion, and in effect. And when you say we, so you had a team. I had a team. I so how was that? Because I'm, I'm,
0: I'm in that space where like I'm bro with a team, your, right? It
2: was your space. <laughs> you know, it was just like, let's pull our resources. Which could you, you could airbrush? Okay, you, you you know how to manage the seamstresses and the tailors? Okay, you know what the, you could go buy fabric? Let me show you how to do this. Certain things I knew from just um, studying, you know, I, I used to go to Dapper Dan's. I took two of his tailors, you right. know, to, to start.
0: So what was um, it what about you, do you think, or your vision that had like had people wanting to like work for you and work with you?
2: So I think that I understood supply and demand, mm-hmm. and I understood the culture because I was genuinely a part of it at that time. At 20, I lived it like I was living it, so I knew what they wanted because, um, you know, that part came easy to me. And a lot of times we run from the things that come easiest to us, right. and those are our gifts. And I never thought it would have been fashion. But I did know I didn't want to work for somebody else. And, and I knew that, oh, I could do this all day. And it's just like now with walking gyms, right? It becomes the most passionate part of your day. And once I started doing fashion and started really seeing things come to life, I came to life more. you know. And so I, I just wanted to do that. That energy feeds energy is real. And I think we attract what we're ready for. So it's just like those people started showing up. Break dancers used to come in my shop and start break dancing, and airbrushes used to just come left and right and be like, "Let me just tag your wall up," and you know. And then somebody was like, "Hey, I got some curtains. I can put them up for you." and it just came together. It was like a tribe thing, you know, I right. think you should give off a tribe vibe and then people pull it together. It's not about the money, it's about the culture, you know, and that's how it comes to, we'll figure it out later. That's how we started.
0: Honestly, I feel like I can really relate because it's not until I started Art of Conversation and when I took it from my notebook, like this idea that I had and put it into a space, Right. my team... Came to Art of Conversation. Like, I didn't have to go exactly. looking for people. And I believe that when you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, period, everything else will, will come to you. But I think that a lot of people are hustling backwards because we're chasing. I don't think dream chasing. Like, I really don't think you have to chase your dream. Right. Like, there's a lot of things and sayings that people say because it's catchy. Right. But, like, the whole team no sleep. Like, right. you know what right. I'm saying? No like, sleep. nah, no, Get no. Sleep. I have to sleep because right. I, I'm creative. Like, I need my yeah, brain. My brain exactly. needs to work. So I think that um, when you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, it's, it's really a moment where you're still, and then that's when you're able to, to see heat. and hear, like, and your hips to the game. Um,
2: this is saying to the, yeah. the, to your point, and it says, um, at the at, at the moment of commitment, the world will conspire to assist you, and then it's just um that's real talk. It is,
0: and I think that people have this idea of. When you realize your dream or you know what you want to do, it's supposed to, things are supposed to just like conspire in a way that's a positive thing or everything helps you, but like.
2: You're still gonna have it. Conspiracy
0: could be, I think I was reading in your book, was it, um, it Walkerware, the store where the lights went out when you broke your <laughs> that light? That was
2: fashion and in fact the first shop. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so let's tell that story really quick because okay. I thought that was really interesting.
2: Yeah, that was what we were just talking about. I, I, I broke my femur bone. Um, when I was very young, about 21, I had the shop and I was running in the snow, didn't see it, um, jogging and it hit a pothole and I went down and just totally snapped it. Um, I tore my ACL. So when I hear people know, who have like injuries, yeah. I feel my knee start pop, locking. It was bad because <laughs> when I went to the hospital, they thought that I was lying. They, they were like, this usually comes from a high impact car accident. You know, when you crush it. Um, and I literally was messed up for like six months. Um, but in that time, I couldn't be at the shop for a certain amount of time and the show had to go on. And it got sketchy when you're not there. When you're the leader and you're the visionary, people can try to hold you down, but a lot of times it's hard. We were all starting out, so they were just doing the best they could. And um, it got to the point one, one month where the lights went out and they didn't want to tell me, uh, my staff, And a customer came by, and a customer basically was like, what's up, you know, (laughs) and paid the bill and told them not to tell me. So, you know, those are the moments that you're like, God is on your side, you know, you got got somebody helping you, speaking to you.
0: But I feel like a lot of times people will, like, say, come home with the, to the lights being off, and they take that as a negative thing, like, oh, no, I'm doing the wrong thing. On. But a lot of times, and just from my experience personally, um, bad shit happens sometimes. It does. And, and it has mm-hmm. nothing really to do with you. It's just for you to gauge which way you should go. So, like, if a tree falls down over here, you're going to have to make it right. If anything, I feel like it's more helpful. It is. Because it's more apparent, you know, when things are just kind of, like, coasting, I feel like you can really live a mediocre life because you're not ever challenging yourself because you don't need to. Like, Absolutely. nothing is happening. You don't, there's no call to action. Like, you can just coast for the rest of your life.
2: Absolutely. If everything's easy, you're not doing it right. You know, that's the bottom line. I think we're all made to, um, to really flex our muscles and use them. And as mental muscles, too. You know, I think that, um... We have to challenge ourselves in order to go. And if we're really growing, we're going through something at some point. And most of the time, crisis is there to teach us something. It has a lesson for us. And usually through the lesson, there's a blessing. So we just have to go through it and grow through it.
0: There's a part in your book um, on page 55. And for everyone who doesn't know, actually, let me just read the title. It's called Walker Gems, Get Your Ass Off the Couch by April Walker. And there's this little like donkey sitting on the couch It's funny because my son today was like, what does that word say? Because, you know, kids, they always want a reason to curse. I'm like, it says ass. He's like, am I allowed to say it? I was like, if you're talking about a donkey. But he was so scared. He's like, you're trying to set me up. I'm not saying that word. Um, How old is he? He is seven years old. That's And I've heard him like, you know, kids. I mean, I I don't know about y'all, but I was cursing at a young age. And I was saying more than ass at seven years old. But anyway, um, so let's just talk a little bit about how the book is comprised. Because you have Walker Gems. And at the top of some pages and certain pages, the whole entire page you have like these quotes. Right. So where did Walker Gems come from?
2: So I knew when I came back that I had to, with Walker originally, I said, I realized in today's time with our digital platform and that's primarily how I am um, talking, speaking to my tribe in the world, that you can't just say buy my clothes, you have to have um, added value. And do something more. Everyone's selling a t-shirt. Everyone's literally, selling, <laughs> literally.
0: Literally everyone you know? is selling a t-shirt.
2: And honestly, Walk Aware this time around was more about this for me. I wanted to connect with other generations and stay creative. I wanted to get in um, other creative heads and understand the digital platform. What better way to do that? I also wanted to c- connect right, generation X and Y and I feel like there's a disconnect within hip hop in our culture period we're losing each other you know so this was a great springboard to do it without being preachy and to also use the tools of today to uh to test it out for other experiences so it's been wonderful but the point to that is I knew that I couldn't come back like I'm back yo buy my shirt you know so I had to do something and I'm like what do I have experience is what I have and I'm also in this space in my life um with timing, is I do believe it's bigger than myself, you know, that's my, that I feel like at this chapter of my life for forever, if I walk in the room, I want to edify it, I want it to be bigger than me, so um, maybe when I was 20, was like, yo, I'm dope, you know, and you can't see that, even if I didn't admit it to myself, at 20, we don't know anything, but we think we know everything, but uh, Gray Harris have helped me a lot, you know, with the experience, so... That, that's what Walker of gyms is about it's all about empowering others while empowering myself in the process
0: right so on page 55 you say consistency transforms into discipline that creates congruency in your life that will allow freedom and I um, was reading this this chapter and what came to mind is like being creative versus creating systems and like I'm a professional at being creative because it comes easy. When it comes to like slowing down and like making automated systems, like things that work on their own, like you put them in play and like, I'm not,
2: I'm getting there
0: because I'm building a team. But that's where they'll help. Right. Because for me, I just want to be the person with the ideas. Like I want to think these ideas like, yo, this shit is dope. Trust me. Boom. Like go make it happen. So how did you do that?
2: Well, I'm you, so that will stress you out after a while. That's right. a good way. And then you have to look. If we're smart, if, we get, if, we're, if we're wise enough, we can look in the mirror and say, what's not working, right? I have all these great ideas, but if I can't move them, what well, does it matter, you know? So then you start doing, um, being self-aware. You know that's a big part of the journey, and so you look every per- every period. For me, it's usually, honestly, every five years I do these checks and balances on um, what's working and what's really not working. In like, my how life. do you do? Do you have a calendar date every no, five years that I don't. I just noticed up? that it's been about five right. years in my life, and that's probably spiritual. You know what yeah, I mean? That well, just speaks to me, um, but. But I knew at some point, like, you can't keep doing this because your growth is going like this, but you can jump and you can really grow because I'm more creative, right? So I need more space to create, but I can only do that if I'm not trying to micromanage, you know? So what are the systems? And now that we have these digital systems like Expensify and, you know, Suite and all these other things, it makes it really a lot simpler to automate into delegate. That's the other part of it as creative people, learning how to delegate because a lot of times we're very controlling and we don't mean to be control freaks, but we have a vision. So with that vision we're very specific about what that is we want to see. And it's a trust factor, but I just think that the people that work with us, we need time to really fill them out and they need to fill us out to get to get that trust bridge built where you can like push out, right? Right.
0: There's a part in here where you talk about um, the three C's, and one of those C's is confidence, right? And I think uh, like one of the bullet points that she put in there was like your, your handshake. And to me, when I shake someone's hand, and especially with women, and they give me like this little like handshake with like their pointer finger and their thumb, like I don't take you seriously right, that's because you're saying. not confident. You know what I'm saying? So I think um, for me as a woman, it's even more important to let people know and. I don't I don't feel like I'm extra I mean that's just my opinion but, but, but like if I'm gonna shake your hand whether you're a man okay, or a woman I'm gonna grip you up yeah, you're exactly. gonna know that I'm here and that I'm like, I'm serious about
2: my shit and you should be right like I think that's everything just like looking in the eye right. you know it's just like um we all are given some you know we have to especially where I, when we came up like it wasn't sexy to be an entrepreneur when I started so try being like 20 in your 20s talking to people and saying you're serious, and you're yeah, overalls and shell toes, and you know, a tank, and farmers, it was tough, you know? Um, so what
0: was it like being a woman then? Cause like now I experience a lot of things. I feel like sometimes, especially like when I'm on set and like I'm directing like, as a woman you have to kind of speak a little louder you kind of have to to be more aggressive because people especially men men do not like taking direction from women whether it's in a car driving like oh you can't parallel park let me help you parallel park like a man to the death like they they want to be in control so what was that like for you not only just being a woman but being a woman who was like in a field that didn't exist like you were really groundbreaking
2: I think you have to do just what you just said. Right. right? It's it's definitely the firm handshake. It's definitely looking someone in the eyes. It's definitely um, being able to have an assertive voice without be, having an aggressive voice. Um, it's also being able to to speak up, even when it's uncomfortable. You know, um, it's also able to be to find the fine line of being diplomatic, but still getting to your yes as a woman and sometimes it takes just being, I don't care if you don't like me, but right. this is how it's going down, you know? Um, and I mean, there were ugly times in my career, you know, where, you know, you literally have to stand on the table, you know, like, and just, stop your feet or do something worse, you know, but I think this is the biggest problem in the industry that I was coming from, which was entertainment first. I switched over from the entertainment industry into fashion in the sense of when I first started, I started working with a lot of artists, you know, Um, so I was doing a lot of custom work and a lot of that stuff. So um, entertain entertainers are um, great people, but a lot of egos Mm -hmm. and um, in the record companies, it's a whole nother dynamic. So you're dealing with 10 different dynamics. so it's hard to please everybody try putting being a woman on top of that in the equation with all men
0: and then being a fly woman which you know, is another layer yeah, another right. layer
2: and then you have this unspoken thing that's like no that's not happening let's do this business you know right. so it's just like all of those things but i think after a while if you consistently do those things and stand your ground you something mm-hmm. called respect shows up right and then they just like oh she's just cool she's about her business don't even come at her like that and that's what ended up happening?
0: So I have a question. Yeah. Why did you pick this picture of a young Jay Z? I'm gonna assume he's like 24 in this picture. Yeah, because
2: that's when I really was hanging with him, and he, my father was working with him. Then we were hanging out one night, and that was at um, what's the spot? Um, Ham? No, wasn't Ham. What's the one on 14th and 17th over there? Um, near yeah, um, uh, what's the the? You guys have to know. Come on, 17th. <laughs> like um, University. Uh, there's a big. Like concert spot that everybody goes to was like two doors. Everywhere. Is it something? something ballroom? It's, no? it's probably like the Hammerstein Ballroom, but Hammerstein uh, is up, right? Huh? Highline Ballroom? Highline ballroom. Uh, probably. That's on 14th. That not on 14th. It's like on 15th hey, or 16th. Man. That that the Gramercy Theater is it upstairs? They have an upstairs. You go on. I went to see Wu Tang recently. There, I saw. Um, oh. You know what I'm talking about? Anyway. Anyway, it's, Hope it's was there. there. Yeah. <laughs> we hung out there that night, and that's where I took the picture. My pops was working with them at the time, and jazz, really. Um, so, you know, um, and and then the I, it's a bunch of entertainment. But those, you know, these were the days when I was first starting out, and this was my Dapper Dan days and kind of like, how we, yeah, Benetton did So I'm taking you back. And this was what the climate was like when I was talking about it. Michael Stewart and, you know, Ele- Eleanor Bumpers and all the same things we're dealing with now. And those are the kind of things we were actually painting on our jeans in our store because that was the climate, that's how we felt. So everything was about self-expression. That was my first business card, and that was all custom made. And for everybody um, who's
0: listening, we're looking at the slideshow now.
2: And yeah, and so fashion and effects, got the number up there still. And then we started just doing custom stuff. That was Abdul, one of my first tailors. Shout out to Abdul if you're listening, you put it down. Right. And. Um, Afros. I don't know if you remember but there was a great group that Jam Master Jay had called the Afros mm-hmm. and Afros had a great album cover and we made those for the album cover. So, and Jam Master Jay, I met him one day and um, in in a, in a in a rest no, in a club called Kilimanjaro's. Okay. And he asked me about styling and that's how we became run DMC stylists. We ended up with a styling company too. Oh wow. I didn't, I didn't even know that part.
0: Okay, let's keep going on the
2: slideshow. What's okay. next? Who's next? So um, that's Baja. Baja. We started out in my house, and then we took it from my house. And that was your partner? Uh, no, he was part of my tribe. But okay. when we were talking about like attracts like, then he he worked with us in the marketing. Um, this is actually uh, at the Funk Hut. There was a spot called the Funk Hut. Everybody used to go to Grandma uh, Funk and and Mrs. Uh, Clark and me with red hair and Jay Z and. Uh, that's Monifa. Oh yeah, that is Mm -hmm. Monifa. And then, um, this was at Studio 54. We did a fashion show with a few other dope designers and those that we made, that denim suit, hand-painted. This was just this day. This is how it was coming up, just Everything had to be fresh to death. And that's how Walk Away was born, just seeing uh, a lot of people asking for the things that we were making. Right. Um, we decided we need to make our own line. And from that, we just started, like attracts, like, and we were living it. And we he was actually um, in my neighborhood, Biggie. Mm-hmm. And um, one day he came into fashion and effect, so we started the relationship there. And he came in, I had an Eric and Rakim, Sweatshirt in the window and it made him come inside like what's that? And we started talking He just became one of the best customers and supporters of us Jam Master J. That's our first photo shoot We did it on a um, rooftop in Brooklyn and um, So that's a special shoot for me. We ended up, you know, styling artists like Aaliyah and working with her She's wearing a rain suit of ours in that picture and um, you know Tupac. We worked with him throughout Um, I met Tupac when he was a roadie for uh, Digital Underground. Mm-hmm. And we just remained friends. I saw him the night he passed away. Like oh. I was down in Vegas. So,
0: so how was that for you now? Like literally being a part of history? Cause I know that Walker Ware is in the new Tupac movie. And for some people, they're just, you know, especially younger people, they're looking at it and they have no, no idea. idea. Right? But today, my dad um, was telling me, he's like, oh, yeah, I saw Walker, where was it? Oh, it was in the movie. Cool. Yeah, so how does that cool. feel for you?
2: It's, it's funny because you never know how history is going to write itself. And when you were, like you said, you met him when he was a yeah, roadie. we were just chilling. And, like, we were all kids trying to figure it out. And, like, attract, like, he wasn't the Tupac that everybody knows today, you know, so... Um, but I think the difference then and now is and if not to, to, to this, this generation or this time period, but it's different. It's become such a big business, right? right? Then we were just really creative and we were really doing something we love and we were supporting each other. Now a lot of things a check needs to be attached. When right. People, like I, am bigging you up right now. Like, Thank you. I called you like, hey, let's do something together, and you were like, let's go. Right. You know, um, you have to, you have to find people that are going to celebrate you, mm-hmm. and you, you can celebrate them. You know, it should be a rec- reciprocal process, but. Um, what you were saying earlier, energy attracts energy, and there are no mistakes. So I am um, acknowledging you right now. Thank, Thank you, you for today and sure. this space, Equal Space. Shout out to the Shout Equal out Space. To them. I'm
0: gonna have to do a drop for them later because this space is super dope. It is. They let me do whatever I want. If I have an idea, Medina is just like, just tell me the date. I'll he trust me. I'll give you the keys. That's amazing. Come through. Um, I just wanted to speak to the the whole idea of we're seeing it now, especially on social media. Like if somebody doesn't have a million followers like people aren't sending them products. I mean, they are, but it's always like, okay, you're popular, I'm gonna give you this, but I think that it's dope when you can see something in someone, like you can see something in Tupac, who's right. the roadie, not Tupac, who is Absolutely. the legend it's already. relationship. And that's what makes you a legend, and right? That's what,
2: yeah, all of the relationships. People look at it like, well, how'd you know? You don't know, but you know authentic people, and you know people that are real just like me and you we connected in the bathroom It wasn't like i was like oh let me go see how many social media followers and i wasn't like i'm looking for a mentor you know what i mean it just was like energy and i think god works that way it's up for us to catch the hints you know um and it just is how you're built too because some of us are just straight capitalists there's nothing wrong with being an opportunist but it's also understanding that um it's a give and take and not just taking, you know? So I think that, you know, you wanna support other creatives. That's what's dope to me about this room right now. I just walked in it and I felt the creative energy when I walked in the room, it's full of light. It's a really dope creative space with art, um, and then I, I, you guys didn't have to tell me, but I know there's a bunch of creatives here because you can just feel that energy, and so that's real to me. And that that life brings life. I'm a creative person, so that that's like pouring water into my cup. You know what I mean?
0: Right. There is a part in this book, and I'm flipping through because it's all filled with like post-its, um, and you were talking about the fact that you opened up a pet shop Sorry. right after 9/11. Um, and it didn't succeed Right. It didn't quote unquote succeed And you talk a lot in the book about failures right. And um, I, I know that people Live their whole life trying to avoid failures But that is hustling backwards Again, Absolutely. like that's something that you cannot Avoid because if all you avoid them, you know that's like trying to avoid the tolls. Right. You're trying to go to Florida, happen. but you're trying to avoid the. You're never gonna get there. Absolutely. You got to pay that toll, Absolutely. or you run the toll like me <laughs> and <laughs> ignore all the easy pass. Um, and then, get anyway, <laughs> anyway, I saw I'm in Ubers now, but um. So what was, let's talk a little bit about the pet shop and and what that was like for you to have an idea that was a good idea, but it was just the wrong timing. And there's no way that you could have known after 9-11, like what the effects would be to open up a business in Brooklyn. So what was that like for you?
2: It was a great idea, but you just said it. It was just all the wrong timing, history. Who knew that planes were going to go into the World Trade Center? And then when it happened, um, after it happened, it was just like, you know what? the aftermath was what was crazy you know because new york didn't recover for like two years right you know so just really understanding that was really 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 um tough and then i think you know i have a very good friend who has a he has about a hundred franchises and he does really yeah he he's a hey friend he's he's amazing (laughs) as a businessman and i never forget he walked into my pet shop and he was like what are you doing And this is like maybe second year in, Mm -hmm. he was like, next.
0: And I was like, but I was, I
2: was open Yeah, I stayed there, but he was like, when we talked, he was like, let me tell you something. When I opened a franchise, I don't care how much I invest. I give it three months. I know within that three months through traffic, through this, through that, he had a very calculated way to arrive at that, whether it was a bus or not. Because otherwise it's like you're just bleeding. Right. And you're you're not stopping the blood, you know, stopping the pain. And I learned from that experience, you know, you can't let your emotions be, or the vision be so attached to it so much and let it uh, cloud the reality. Right. So what was your most
0: recent failure, would you
2: say? Hmm. <laughs> i still figuring all of my failures out. But um, I think that, um, you know, I, I reframe the word failure because I think that nothing is a failure if you get the lesson Right, yeah. You know, and I'm, I'm serious about that because um, a lot of my perceived failures were either, we were talking about earlier, how you might see this and have to, to go through something as a test. Through that failure, I either made a relationship right. that took me to my next step up, or it was a lesson, or it was a blessing because God was telling me, pause. Mm,
0: Don't do that. You
2: can't do anything right now. I need you to just tone it down, and I need to talk to you. And, um and take you here so I don't call them failures but I think my 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 last um oh I don't know if I want to really talk about this on on the podcast but you know what I would say that it wasn't a failure but it was not the best move I I, I did a um it was my failure so right. let me say say that I'm taking accountability disclaimer Disc- it, I know we gotta do that sometimes fa- it was my failure I actually teamed up with not probably the best partners for me right in a, in a fashion um film series that I was putting together and um instead of owning that and when I saw it early on I didn't stop the bleeding right and then it was an awkward conversation later mm. and um I had to take responsibility t- to the to the people and apologize and walk through that. It was a great experience for me just because I will never do that again right. uh, for various reasons. But um, but it worked out. We're all cool now. It's all on the table. And we're moving forward. I know what's happening. We all know what's happening with the fashion film project. And uh, I just think that we have to be very real. And sometimes being real is painful. Um, but it's best because honesty is always the best policy.
0: Right. People have this idea that like
2: success is something that feels good. And obviously,
0: um, there's parts of it. There's rewards of it. Like for me is the freedom. Like my son just, um, got out of school two weeks ago. So he's able to stay with me every day. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's I had true. a big day the other day. Um, I had this, like, clothes panel that I was on. I was super proud of it. And he was able to come with me and see that's what true. I... They sent me a car, yeah, like, back and forth. So I'm like, oh, we uh, live in... I didn't get paid, but uh-huh, I also exactly. didn't have to get on the subway in 95 degree weather, you know? So that was, like, a win for me. But people have this idea that success is just Like Jay Z's Big Pimpin' video all the time, 24 7. And I think what separates successful people from mediocre people is that successful people are not afraid. It's like, you see, you already know what's about to go down. You know all the walls are about to crash beside you, but you're okay with that. Like, you accept that challenge. And that's like a small price to pay for. For me, it's a small price to pay for the freedom. So if I come home and my lights are off, I'm like, oh, it's summer, like, we live till, sun don't go down till 832 anyway, so, right. right, so you find, like, ways to be, um, optimistic, so, um, and not to go, that was, like, a little bit of a tangent, I want to get back. It wasn't, okay. I just want
2: to contribute to that and say that when you were talking about failure, fail for it fast, you know, because it teaches you where you need, need to be, you know, um, I think that, we need to embrace our failures and look at them differently because they really are a part. Of, you're never gonna get away from going through this whole entire life without failing. Because so you we'll, imagine what that life will look like. That's the. It thing. would be the worst life ever. It would be right? so boring, so boring. Um, but there's no way around it. You will fail when you, if you leave your house every day for the rest of your life. There's something that you will be. You you will have an obstacle and. For the rest of your life you're gonna hit a speed you're gonna hit a bump you're gonna fall it just happens so the owner the sooner we own that right there we're okay you know what i mean um because then it's like oh, okay it's gonna happen now we just my biggest asset is being naive to fear
0: <laughs> right
2: and i think that some um, people
0: call that crazy
2: yeah i mean i mean but it's good crazy and i think that um for me Fear will is worse than failure because fear will paralyze us from moving. At least if we fail, we can learn from that experience or know what not to do the next time or, or confirm this wasn't for us, right? We need to go this way or do this. But paralyzed means I'm not doing anything, I'm not going far, I'm not going to I'm not moving. Um, And
0: that's still failure,
2: but that's failure without
0: progress. Right. Which is just like, what's the point? You might as
2: well be dead. Right. So that's it. And what you were also talking about, I think that... um it's faith. You have a lot of faith. You know what you were talking about. If the lights come home and not, if I'm, the lights are off, whatever we lit because it's, it's summertime, summertime. You know, literally. like that's a person of faith talking. We're going on the rooftop, you know and having I mean? a barbecue. That's a person of faith who's so determined. You know, you you can see your vision. You know where you're going. You're not worried about it. That's that's your spirituality too. That's that's God lighting you up.
0: Right. That's what, That's why I say it's lit. I'm gonna start saying that, like, because God, right? Because I can't stop saying those it's two words for the life of me, and I feel like I'm too old to be saying it's lit, but like no, it really so is lit. lit. So like, lit. I really don't know like what else to say. It's fucking lit. Um.
2: <laughs> well, go for it. But that's what it is.
0: There's a part in the book where you're talking about like distractions, and I was thinking about like, you know, this last four years of my life, what has been my number one distraction? And if I have to keep it real, it's like relationships. Like romantic relationships so what is your experience i don't know if you want to get into the romance section but just like you say you don't you don't call yourself a legend but like you're literally a legend like you're in pictures with tupac Aaliyah, biggie like you are like your mark is in history you know forever so what is that like to lead a love life and be a woman on the move
2: Mm, that's hard that's a hard question it's lit or it's not lit it's a, it's a little bit of both. <laughs> okay. You know? It's um, life is like a roller coaster in that sense. I think so. Here's something that I, I think for me, I've observed, and it's not always. I think we all can find our right partner, our soulmate, but I think that for me. The things that attract people to me most are the things that they want from the most later.
0: Girl, say that again. <laughs> it's always
2: what they love
0: that, like, you're you so confident. Later. And it's like, you're, you're too so confident. Right. You're, you're your so time. outspoken. I love it. You talk too much. Like, which like one is, is it? Just like your whole
2: point. You're doing right. your thing. You know, the things they love, all those things. And that that's why I said, I know there's special people out there, so I'm keeping hope alive. Yeah. <laughs> <All laughs> April's single. <laughs> she be? Yeah. But, uh... I'm not looking for it. Right. You know, I'm just living my life to the fullest. And I'm I think happy. that's the way you
0: have to do it. Because when you be. when you go looking for something, I feel like nine times out of ten, like you're not absolutely. gonna find it. And not only that, but then you start to fake yourself out and because you, you get tired it. of looking. Right. So you start to like create these things about a person in your mind. You project it onto them because yeah. that's what you want. But it's, it's not, not real. popping.
2: It's, it's not. not real. It's not lit. But absolutely. So you just have to be in your space and and live your life and just. Have fun. Maybe. But see, for me, it's not even the negative part of
0: relationships because, like, when I am dating someone and I'm happy, I find sometimes that, like, I'll be caught up in that moment and in that feeling, and I won't necessarily be as... Um,
2: productive?
0: Um, productive, and also, I guess it's just that mental capacity that that situation takes. I feel like it, sometimes it stunts my creativity because I'm just, like, in la-la land sometimes. But I've noticed that about myself. So even now, when I am dating someone... I've learned how to, like, take it down a couple right. of notches because I'm, like, a hopeless romantic. Every, I think I told um, my cousin Walter one day I was dating someone new. I was like, oh, my God, I think he's the one. He's like, bitch, you said that about the last one. I'm like, you're right. Like, I, I always think that this one is the one because I'm an optimistic person. But um, now that I realize that it's, like, affecting not only my business, it's not about the money, it's about the fact that I know that I have something that the world needs, right? So when I make the connection, like you were saying before, like Walker Gems, it's bigger than you. It's for the world. Now that I know that my responsibility and the gifts that God gave me aren't for me, it's not for my family only, it's for the world, I feel like now I have more to lose. Because it's like, if I'm cuddled up and booed up and not doing the work that I was called to do, like the world isn't going to suffer because I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing.
2: There's a time and a place and a season for everything. So I think when it's... When you're ready for it, it's gonna just be like bang. Right. You know.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll keep you posted on that Can one because I do not have it. I just don't. Just hit me have when you get that
2: bang. Yeah, i like,
0: yeah, I got the bang today. I'm gonna hit you. So I want to open it up to anyone in the audience who has questions.
2: Nobody has questions. I want to shout out of someone course. here.
3: Hi, Miss Walker. I
2: want to know <laughs> when did you find this book? Uh. So, it's funny, Michelle, <laughs> I want to give you a super shout out for coming because she, she said she was going to come today. And I haven't seen this young woman in many, many moves. Hey, Michelle. Hi. And. Um, me and Michelle, she was one of the early Def Jam artists. She's gone on to be this amazing actress and many other things. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't give you a resume now, but what I will say is she was one of the, I styled her, mm-hmm. and, and it, that was many moons ago, and I don't understand how you can still look the same. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> it's called being black. It's called black don't yeah. crack. <laughs> but um, I wrote it last year. I wrote it, it took me a year just because I was doing so many other things. It probably could take anybody 12 weeks, honestly. But the hardest part for me was I never wrote like a book. And then understanding, I, there was so much I wanted to say in this book. So I understood I was gonna do it as a volume series mm-hmm. because um, I looked at it as my life, and I looked at it as, okay, what people, all the I looked at social media and the biggest questions I got back, right, all the time. People DM me, can you consult, can you do this, can you do that? There's a lot of no's because I just don't have the time in the day. I feel like my Walker Gym's online, that is my virtual mentorship. So I can't do it in a minute all the time, though. No. I needed a book to expand on some of this and give people meat and potatoes. And that's what this book was for me. And I saw it as, okay, if I'm giving you advice on the journey, let me start with the beginning of the journey. And before you get started, you need to get your mind right. Mm -hmm. That's what this book is more than anything. And then, you know, the next book will be like, now let's get down to business, you know, because it's a process. Even before you go in it, you have to understand that, um, whatever it is, if it's acting, if it's creating, painting, photography, whatever art, pinning, whatever it is, you have to believe in it like no other person mm-hmm. believes in it. It's no one else's responsibility to l- believe in your gift but you. That's in the book. That's one of the walking It's things. true. Um, so I think w- just like with everything else, we always look for other people to validate who we are, right? And they don't need to. Because God gave you that. You know what I mean? So you have to believe in it. And I think that the people that you see that really shine are the people that know that. Right. You know, without being conceited. It's, just, it's okay if you don't believe in me. Right. You know, because I know. You know what I mean?
0: What was that process, though, like writing a book? Because I've been wanting to write a book for the longest time. But in my mind, it's like, do you... Sit at your computer for you three do. hours every day. Like,
2: do you? I just allocated time. I committed to just being good to myself in writing every day, and I did it. Some days was shit. Some days it took me like hours to just do a page, and then some days I was flowing. Right. You know, but just the fact that I committed to it, I'm proud of myself. And I, you know, what really helped me the first time I wrote, wrote I wrote everything. I was actually doing a lot of social media posts with you have some pictures in on, your yeah, book too I wrote, I wrote the whole thing because for me when it when I write it still it's real you know it's like it brings it to life for me I'm old school like that so <laughs> then I took it and then I you know then I actually transcribed it and then I passed it on to um, an editor and copyright and all that so you have a question Audrey
4: um, so with everything that you've experienced April um, and all of the hardships, the adversity, even the positive things. Like, if you had to condense all of your experiences down into one gem, what would
2: that gem be? Wow. That is a great question. Okay, what would that gem Um. <laughs> do, 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 do. Take a second. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot yeah. of gems she's getting so I have a lot of good gems <laughs> like that. To me, that it's very hard for me to say one, but it can't. I'll say one that's the first one that came to my mind was um, You can't celebrate your future if you're mourning your past. Mm.
0: You know, that's a good one when everybody's like, mm.
2: <laughs> Church! I just think a lot of us hold on to things, you know, and right here, this moment here, this is present. You know, I'm trying to scan the room and look at everybody and appreciate and be in gratitude that you came out on a Sunday and you could be anywhere you want to be, but you're listening to us talk about a lot. Right. The book, you know, I'm getting shared and it's a it's an energy there. Um, and and a lot of us don't live in the present. We're thinking about damn, I got to do this tonight and tomorrow's Monday already. And da-da-da-da-da. but we're here right now. Right. We lost prodigy last Mm.
3: week
2: we don't we don't have the you know one never knows the hour so um start where you are with what you have it's much it's infinitely more important to start with what you have than how you start but don't waste time on planting the seeds that god gave you while you're here
0: right and you talk a lot in the book, one, about working out and just living like a healthy lifestyle. And you're looking very spelt right now. Am I saying that right, spelt, spelt, <laughs> spelt? I had it right the first time? Yeah. All right, spelt. Um, so what is that like for you? Cause like right now I'm on that journey too, just like getting up. Cause I'm getting older now and my metabolism is my like changing. slowing down quite a bit. Um, Cause like who wants to work out? Like I don't know. For me, it, it doesn't feel good, right? Like physically, like it hurts. Like you're on the treadmill and you're like, I'm sweating, my ribs, like my side, like what See, is this pulsating? It you like that
2: feeling? See, when I was your age, no, I didn't. But now I do, right? Because it really aligns with my whole uh, mental and everything else. Like it really does. The days I don't work out, I know it, you know. And it's more about a um, mental clarity. So it's, it's like a meditation it's, process. It's, it's, for you. it's totally like connected with. At the point of fatigue, there is no choice but to be in the present, Mm -hmm. and I like to work out outside, so, you know, I'm seeing everything, I'm seeing the trees, I'm listening, I'm just, I'm here, you know what I mean, that's a good feeling when you're just tired and you just, because you're also, it's also a way of honoring yourself, if you could be busy for everybody else, you gotta take time for you. Right.
0: And I think that's one quote one of your gems was about, um, or maybe Bruce Lee, it was a Bruce Lee quote, Mm -hmm. and he talks about um, not adding things to your life, but hacking away from Mm -hmm. things. And when I was thinking about my life and when, when I read that, it was just like, I do have... A lot of clutter not just with things like I have things I'm like one of those people like I'm I'm low-key like especially like with clothes I'm a clothes hoarder right because I can fit all my clothes still so it's right. like this is still I'm good the
2: same way though. and
0: I hate that feeling so when you give something away and then you put an outfit together and you're like shit I just I gave that had away had, uh-huh. like oh, it pisses me off but even when it comes to like people and I feel like when you're a giving person and I think that I'm a giving person whether it's giving advice like everyone I'm like all my friends therapists you know like you don't hesitate you pick up the phone. I could be in the middle of writing something or typing something up or playing with my son and my phone rings. And I'm so willing to, like, give my time and energy to other people. But you kind of have to, like, you hack have away. Have you have to have boundaries. And I'm, I'm in that, that space right now. Just, like, with my things. Like, I've been just reading so, up on minimalism mm-hmm. and just getting rid of things because I need space to, like,
2: think Absolutely. and to
0: be and to be present. Absolutely.
2: So, it's important. And yeah. it just it helps you with balance. Right. You know? So that's good yeah, in that space.
0: Yeah, I know, I feel good. I wanna thank everybody for coming out. You have a question? What's your name?
2: You joined us, you slid in here. I didn't see you uh, before. Yeah, I didn't even know about
1: it. I just see something that the interesting. Shout out to
0: the Equal Space Design, designed okay, by Equal exactly, Space and Atlas Desk. Exactly. i just plug that for the transparent wall. <laughs> um, oh, my name is
1: Terrell Mahane Austin. Um, I have a question. Um, I'm really good at, at writing. I'm really uh good at like creating things and coming up with good ideas. Like already in my head I thought like I got like hundred like TV show ideas and movie ideas and stuff. Um and I like I try to like to reach out to like uh people that's in that industry, like that's from North. Um like I think that I should be right, like working with like my teacher, like directly. Um And the uh, ultimate like a shack. So you know, the last part of stuff. Huh? What was the last part of stuff? Uh, so I, think I like, I, I believe that I should be working like with Pumantipa directly, because um, uh, one thing I noticed about like Hollywood is um, the only thing that's coming out now is uh, biopics, um, sequels, and remakes. Um, so like the, the the minds of Hollywood right now is kind of uh, I think kind of dry. They're running out of fresh ideas. Um, just really that's what's coming out: the biopics, remakes, sequels. Not a lot of original ideas, but I think that like, I can provide that. Um, but I, how do I, how do I uh, contact these people? Because, um, you know, it's, like, it's like a
3: who-do-you-know
0: kind of business? So, you know,
2: you write them on Twitter, they're not responding to your DM, they're not even
0: looking at it. Can I take the first half of this? Uh, go for it. I got, I got a
2: little <laughs> bit fear. Um, don't. I, I'm gonna say what, yeah, I'll say after. Yeah, I'm gonna, gonna let I'll you, say.
0: but let me start it off. Um, I, my thing is don't. Like, you, you wanna, you have to start doing the work first. Because anybody could knock on somebody's door and say, like, hey, I can promise you this. And it's like, but what have you done? So if you don't have things that you're doing already, to the point where, like, for me, I just started doing shit. Like, I have an idea. I'm going to make it happen. And like April was saying, work with what you have and who you have. Because you're, you're trying to reach out to all these people who are legends already. But you could be fucking with Tupac. You know what I'm saying? When he was the roadie for Digital Underground. I don't know if we were here for that part. But she met Tupac before he was... Tupac you know the Tupac we know now so you have to be able to if you're a visionary you can you can like no one can stop you from doing dope shit you just have to do it and then like for me I'm at the point where I just started doing my ideas like you know I think the art of combo will be dope I'm gonna do it and then people filmmakers you know people who are like established people come to my events because I do dope shit not because I'm reaching out to them and like I don't want to be vulgar do it Like you can't be a dick sucker, you know what I'm saying? And I hate to say it like that because when when I look at people and they only reach out to me because they see that oh you worked with this person, you worked with that, I want to work with you. It's like nah, like you weren't with me shooting in the gym, so you have to be that person. You have to be the visionary and the people you will attract those people. And then Queen Latifah might hit you up like yo, I saw this YouTube series that you did, you know? Do you want to come work on this show? So I would say use that energy that you're using to reach out to these people and actually create what it is that you want to see in the world?
2: Oh, here's what I would say. She said the same. She said pretty much what I'm gonna say. Except for the big um, second part. Um, I'm sorry,
0: I'm a little vulgar. Um,
2: <laughs> no, it's <laughs> all It's Sunday, good. my bad. Um, so here, here's the thing. You live in a space and an age where you don't have to wait for someone to create your opportunities, right? You create your opportunities. Just like there's a team here with her today, That's making this magic happen. Shout out to y'all. Thank you. That's just teamwork, and they're out there, diamond dusting. There's someone who wants to help you build that vision that you have for that film. You know, um, it's just finding them, and there's there's so many ways to find them. You know what I mean? Um, It's networking is a big part of it, but people respect more when you start the process and you get it going, and if you have something good. It's just at that moment of commitment, the world will conspire to assist you. And it will happen. But a few things are going to happen. Right now, it's like prep school. You're learning. You're going to be discovering as you're building and growing out that dream. That's the first part of it. And the second part of it is, with well, today's digital platform, you might Maddie see it. and You don't even know who Maddie C is. But you know, <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> it's just like a director from back in the day who did his first film. And that was when we were doing film, and it was a lot more expensive. And he took his credit cards, maxed them out, and he did a pass the hat with his family and friends. And what was the movie? Was it Inkwell? Which one? Inkwell? Inkwell. So, yeah, it might have been Inkwell. And it was just basically a big movie that won, you know, um, and it did very well at the box office. We probably can think of about three or four more yeah. like that. She's got to have She's it. She's on, You know, out. so the thing is, though, you could do it on an iPhone, make a movie on an iPhone these days. You know, literally, there are iPhones that are that good. You know, so, I mean, you buy, go go to, go what is that, B&H? Yep. Mm-hmm. Get a camera, and you can get a really good camera cheap, and you can get a team of interns that know what they're doing, and you guys could figure it out and come out with something great. No, I
3: was just adding on mm-hmm. what you were saying. Mm-hmm. Um, and
2: you got film, got film people yeah, behind you that yeah, could tell you. You, know, mm-hmm. so you.
3: you gotta learn the art and you know study the craft too. And it's a very competitive business. So you know, just because you think you owe some, somebody owe you something, this business ain't made for that. This business is made with a lot of talented people, and a lot of it happens sometimes out of luck, sometimes with a lot of talent. But you have to be able to accept that and be able to get in and make your way. You know, because nobody <laughs> owe oh, you many man. And not all the time that's out
0: here. And also, I think the part that we didn't <coughs> touch on is being a good person, right? Like, being a good person, being a nice person, being a genuine person where, like, I genuinely thought your hair was dope, like, in the bathroom, like, and that's a connection. And you not
2: afraid to say. Yeah, like, oh,
0: your hair is dope. You know, sometimes we focus so much on, like, the artwork and we focus so much on what it is we want to do that we forget, like, how much being a good, genuine person, a person who does what they say they're going to do, a person who shows up, a person who works hard, all of those things, you know, your character, I would say is, like, 85% percent of uh, of what it is, but stay out of people's inboxes for now, man, for real. Cause like, and then, no, for real. Because no, people people talk to each so, other. People talk to each one, other. It's yeah, like, yo, do- you know this dude at such and such. He added you it's, it's, too. He, it's added, it's a too, very he shady added you to. And then it's just like, cause, cause although you might not be that person, you're coming from a genuine place of like, no, I just really want to work with you. Understand that these people, you talking about Queen Latifah, put in work. So you have to before you could even say that you should be making something for her. It's a lot of work that you that it's you so have cool. to do. Like 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 Tobias was saying, like nobody owes you something because you think that you have good ideas. It got it. Like where are they? I, yeah. Um. I guess, just want to add to it. I think that social media has put us in a place where we feel like we can just dive in
5: somebody's inbox and, and, and you know like go for it. And I don't blame you for feeling that way because as creative, we all feel like man, I should be working with this person. You know, like I should be dressing this person. I should be doing this. And there is, it's no doubt that that's where you should be, but it is about putting in that work, you know, because, I mean, just to speak for Chris, not to, I mean, you obviously don't know Chris because when you walked in, but um, she's worked with like Spike Lee and she's done a lot of different things, but it has happened after. She's put the time and effort into her own work. And now people see like, oh, I'm, I'm building her own content. So it's no doubt that you have the talent, you know what I mean? And that you probably should be working for or
1: you know whoever else you name, I
0: don't remember.
2: But, it will happen. It will happen. It will. Yeah, it will happen.
5: But just understand, like, it's a process. Sometimes for people, it, it does work out that way. Like they can send somebody a message,
2: and it's like, oh, I that's a once, no, extraordinary you know, circumstance. I was
5: talking to Ivy when I came in. I'm not a photographer. I just love taking
0: pictures. You know, and, and she's a dope like, <laughs> photographer, by the way. But anyway, and he's like,
5: I want to see your work, and I'm like. I don't have any work because I don't look at myself as a photographer. You understand what I'm saying? So if you don't have anything to show, you 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 send Queen Latifah a message and she's
0: like, "Well, let me see your work." Loading. And What do you
5: have? You know what I mean? Like you don't have nothing to show
0: her. It's like what's this show that I hate, Real Housewives of Atlanta? Like back when I watched it first season, um, Sheree, she had like a, um, a fashion show with no fashions. Yeah. Yeah. You got a fashion show with, with no fashions. Like who's nobody's taking you seriously? Yeah. I, I just want to add.
4: Um, more recently because I'm a singer, um, I've submitted a few songs to vlogs and I haven't heard anything bad. And I know for me that kind of was disheartening because I felt like I do have something good and I don't like feeling like this. I don't like feeling like, you know, my music isn't good enough or, you know, having people critique my music in such a way that they're so far removed from it they can't possibly understand it. Um, I was talking to my best friend Kaylin and also Chris and DJ. And I set out to start, not necessarily a blog, but a playlist, where I just go around on SoundCloud and I find different underground people's music, like people that are just starting out, and I'll make a playlist of songs that fit a specific mood I feel, and I'll do a write-up on it. So it is just more so, like Chris said, if you have that idea, create that space for yourself, because nobody else is going to do it the way that you want it done. And that also gives you the opportunity to have product.
0: And also, people... People on social media, like, I'm, like, not famous, right? Like, I'm, like, a local. People know me locally, right? My DMs are crazy to the point where, like, I could be checking a DM today that somebody sent me two months ago. Because if I spent all my time checking my DM, like, I would never be creating something. So, nine times out of ten, the person probably never even... Get saw the outreach, and, and if yeah. you really want to be serious, do not do it in DM. Like you need to send me an email. There's always like a contact. You know what I'm saying? People who are really serious about their business have a way mm-hmm. for people a to email. reach out to them. Because when someone DMs me asking me for something, I'm not taking them serious. But right. when someone sends me an email right. where I can forward it to my assistant and it's one, two, three, and now it's in the calendar. But if you dm yeah. me talking about some hey let's work, mm-hmm. where <laughs> like what?
1: Part where I said, like where I said, like not even just movies, but even TV shows, even that's
2: kind of like, but it got a little better over the past few seasons, I guess. It got power and, um, and uh, yeah, TV like The TV
1: have will a lot overall, better. Would you, would you agree that like uh, movies are kind
2: of like? There's a lot of room for improvement, and there's a lot of content to bring. I agree with that. But that's dope, you know? though. Yeah. The I fact mean, that it's
0: lacking is yeah, like it's it's a great experience. opportunity for it's, you,
3: it's, and it's not, it's not lacking everywhere and sometimes the people that you're reaching out to, like if HBO is not getting back to you, you can get in touch with Black and Sexy TV or YouTube years Before, Ethan was on HBO and everybody wanted to be a part of what she was doing, it. she was doing I Am Other on YouTube. And everybody I know watched that every week, and that's how she got the HBO deal, like even people sending in music out to blog. If Complex, which is not kind of a blog anymore, but if Complex is not getting back to you, maybe you should hit a local blogger. Or uh, blogger. Perfect. perfect. I'm a writer and I used to write for a bigger outlet. And when I wrote for that big outlet, everybody was in my face because they saw me Fashion Week and they saw me doing all these other things. And now I'm smaller and I have control over what I write and I could write about people and they're so busy chasing after the big people mm-hmm. that they don't think to create their yeah. own local buzz. Absolutely. Because that's like, if you look at it like a highway, that's
0: where all the traffic is at, right? Yeah. Like, it's like, okay, this is this person, this is this publication. Everybody's trying to cram their way in. If but it's dope people. You got an open lane. You
3: could, some of the designers do get involved off the top. But maybe if you're a designer, you should reach out to Crown Magazine, mm-hmm. which is a good, well-funded magazine that maybe everyone hasn't heard of. But getting a Crown is probably your next step to getting so hey. like in And that's research
0: too. That's like knowing you're doing
4: your oh, research and exactly. your homework. like a lot, a lot of things that you just said, like I'm glad I was in this space now because now I do have a different perspective of okay, well it doesn't necessarily have to be these mid to uh large places. It is more so going to events and meeting people and getting to know them for them and then possibly even collaborating in some way, shape, or form. Or just
3: gaining knowledge and saying, oh, okay, well, I can go home and look up X, Y, and Z now because somebody else
4: has brought this to my attention.
3: Everybody's not getting on Angela D's podcast. But I can name like five girls who have podcasts, and there's three D's podcasts. is right here in mm-hmm. here. So nobody's pitching them to get on that podcast, but everybody's running to Angela D, e and that might be their next step getting on the podcast when they get big people go back and listen to all the episodes and one day they can be listening to you
2: that's,
5: i'm sorry that is that's definitely so true what she said and i find it a lot that um people you spoke about like oh everybody's like oh they got a hundred thousand followers i want to but what you said i mean it couldn't be it could be more true to that people do not want to use local people because they feel like they don't have a following but that's where teams are created. Like with Chris, I've known Chris for a while and you know, one of my girls, she, she does makeup and I'm like, yo, I can connect you with her. And the thing is, I mean, not with that, but not everybody see an opportunity with that. Like they right. look at like, oh, I'm just going to makeup for free, you know, but it's so much more opportunity because you have to look at the potential that somebody possesses. you know what I mean? It's not about the following because people buy followers nowadays, you know right. what I mean? Like she is not perfect for you, you know? Uh, Yeah, you know, just understanding that it's not about followers, it's not about what I mean, it's great when people have connections, but not everybody's going to connect you with who they
0: know. And also, if you have 100,000 followers, but those are nobodies. Not right. to say nobodies, because everybody's somebody. You know, we got to be political or <laughs> whatever. But I'm talking about you could have 5,000 followers, but those 5,000 followers are people who are making moves. People who have the power to say. Like, the people who follow me, there's people who are like, yo, I'm about to get you in this. And, like, they make it happen because it's the quality of what you're quality doing. Quality of quantity. Exactly, because some people are influencers, right, but they don't influence shit. <laughs> I got
2: 1,400
3: followers and I get checks every week. Hello? Uh, the things I'm on social media and writing jobs that I'm in. So people who have 140,000 followers might, you know, Not be
2: getting checks, in checks. basement. Like, you don't know mm-hmm. what
3: What's going on with the this? real is and what the fake is. And I used to work for Love My Shave and I still have a very relationship there. And that's the black guy that said all the dove commercials looking amazing. That's it's
0: all the Shout out said, to Love Brown Sugar. Yes, she says it's a
3: difference between being influential and being popular. There are a lot of popular people a lot. Who Absolutely. Want to look at them and see what they're doing, but mm. would you go buy what they had on early? Mm-hmm.
2: Are y'all really about to go buy flat tummy tea? No, but you might like look at the video. <laughs> no who buys flat tummy tea? Where y'all at? I'm gonna give you two examples to close with on in your thing of why you should create your own content first. So your point, what you just said, I don't have that many followers, you know, but it's quality over quantity, and I don't even worry about it anymore, because it's paid followers, it's this, it's that. I'd much rather have tribe members that are loyalists and believe in like-minds, people, because I'm speaking to them, and they're they're hearing my language, you know what I mean? So it's resonating whatever message I'm trying to bring to them. Um, So... Walker Gems, maybe, now I just started the Walker Gems page this year, and I might have 1,000 people following me, right? On my page, I might have almost about 8,500 people following me, right? Um, and a little more on Walkerware. Now, my Walker Gems page has been the page where all the opportunities have come with the least followers. That's where I feel like I'm giving the most value in content, and so I've gotten American Express, Express. has called me, Ford called me, all these other opportunities that have come. Not even walk aware. But that's that's the quality and me creating content on my iPhone with the dollar and a dream. So you can do it. You know what I mean? But you have to start, and then you have to know that to get to the top of the mountain, you have to climb it. There's no other way around it, it, you know? And so here's the last thing I'm gonna say. Here's another example. Joseph Socorro, to your point, because earlier you weren't here, but they were asking, we were talking about Tupac and Biggie and all these people that I've worked with. They weren't Tupac and Biggie that you know now when I started working with them. Tupac was the roadie. But Digital Underground. You know, these are the people that I was vibing with, you know what I mean? And rocking with because I believed in them and they believed in me. And we knew where we were going. We didn't need somebody else to validate our dopeness. You know what I mean? So, what I'm telling you is know your dopeness and find other dope people to work with. I saw him his first season out, and to me, I was like, he's he's the star of power to me. That's what I thought, you know what I mean? It's
0: called being a visionary.
2: Just like I saw Tupac and I saw Biggie and I was like, these are the people that wow, look, PM Dawn, as great as they were, I'll never forget this was brand protection. You have a brand, you have a mission, you have alignment. They called me and they had the biggest hit out. And Hype Williams called me. He was doing a video and he wanted them to so wear that's a hype. Hype Hype. Mm-hmm. Um, they wanted him to wear walk away and I had to say no. Mm. Hype got very upset about that. But at that time, I had Biggie and Tupac, and you know Wu Tang, and this. I felt like putting it on PM Dawn might hurt my brand in terms of everything. I was all rough and rugged suits. PM Dawn, I forget their hit, but it was very, it, it was pop friendly, which was great for that moment for them, but it wasn't representative of what Walker was stood for. So, Amazon.com, and you can get it at BarnesandNobles.com. So, Represent, we need to get these out there in the world so people can keep planting those seeds, and I want to thank each and every one of you for coming today.
0: And where can everybody online find you?
2: You can find me at I am April Walker, at Walkerware, <laughs> and at WalkerGems. That's all my social handles. And um, I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat. <laughs>
0: yes and uh she got a million ways yeah. to get it
2: and instagram
0: <laughs> right so and i'm gonna do a walker wear, it. um walker wear, walker gem giveaway um i don't know how i'm gonna That's do two. it but i'll do it and i um, love that i'm looking forward to just you know My working head. with you yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do some yeah, stuff yeah we're gonna do some things so stay tuned all right thank you Thanks for joining the conversation. Please like, rate, comment, and subscribe to The Art of Conversation on SoundCloud and iTunes. Talk soon. Chat later. Best. Y'all take care, not you. <laughs> the Art of Conversation is a member of the
2: BR Playground.